I've always been interested in the Williams heritage, going all the way back to Nigel Mansell and so on, and a team that came from nowhere and suddenly was among the best. How do you guys achieve this? Well, I think really people in one word, and I think starting with my father and Patrick, very much the foundations of our team back in the late 1970s, 40 years ago, of course, now as as we're greatly celebrating on the anniversary of that in 2017. And very, very good people who committed to Williams in countless roles, really, across design, assembly, manufacturing, facilities, procurement, anything that you can imagine that makes a business go round. The basics then are the same as they are now. And and we've been able to sustain that and therefore create a lot of momentum and therefore a lot of expansion to be be here 40 years later as a 16-time world champion Formula 1 team. And it's really all all about the people what you see on the track it's driven by a person obviously but the car itself represents incredible personal investments and effort by the people that we've been graced with to work for our team down the years so that's what's going to fire us for the next 40 years hopefully that is the challenge and i think also there is uh a healthy list, a who's who, if you will, of uh, people who have gone on to achieve great successes in not just Formula One, but in motor racing, but they, quite a few people were schooled in Williams. You can obviously say Ross Braun, as a, as a youngster in Formula One back in the late 1970s, early 80s, was at Williams. The FW07, Patrick Head's first design, Patrick was greatly supported in that effort by Ross, likewise Frank Durney, who's had success elsewhere in the sport, likewise Neil Oatley, who's a life at McLaren, he was around Williams that time too. Of course, the likes of Adrian Newey, Paddy Lowe, who's now back at Williams, having been successfully winning world championships, first at McLaren, then at Mercedes, in between his first and now uh, second stints with us. And I'm, I'm sure this one's going to be a, a long one. So I, for me, it is that. It's all about the people. And of course, the great drivers are a, are a major part of that as well. So greatly privileged to have a uh, another very very healthy list of who's who who have driven our cars taken them into combat down the years i remember a certain young gentleman who got his first chance with you and is now the existing world champion and as a mercedes ambassador of course yeah i mean it's very nice for us there are two stories in the history of our sport where there are fathers and sons who have won world championships and it's very nice for Williams to have in each of those stories a world champion in the case of the Hills we have the, we have the son in Damon and in the case of the Rosbergs we have the father in Keke but of course as you say Nico started his career in Williams he first tested for us late in 2002 and by 2006 was our race driver so took uh, a lot of his first achievements were with Williams cars, first points, first fastest lap came in his first Grand Prix start, uh, first podium. Sadly, we never took Nico Rosberg to the top step of a podium, but fantastic to see that uh, all of his talent, all of his dedication and work to Formula One uh, paid off as he would deserve it because he's a superb calibre of driver. So for his name to be on the list of world champions, from my point of view, is fully appropriate I mean just a really really good guy somebody personally I'm very fond of and wish he'd been the champion here but it's the next best thing a certain master stroll maybe following in his footsteps it's looking yeah he's had a a good sort of run of things in the last few weeks the first points in Montreal and then the first podium in uh, Baku last weekend and that was a very very strong uh, indication because that was a race where there was a lot of pressure and as we saw a lot of people 
cracked under the pressure in many, many different ways of driver errors in that race. And uh, an 18-year-old with uh, only seven prior Grand Prix starts under his belt to that point ran pretty much top 10 all weekend, certainly when the uh, competitive stuff kicked in from Saturday and brought it home for a podium. Uh, shame it couldn't have been second, but I think for a driver at that stage of his career, a podium's a podium. And uh, I think we all believe it's, it's the first of many. A little lesson was learned on that last bit of the last lap. Well, in some ways, yeah. I, mean, I don't want to be too critical of things. I, I think maybe, and perhaps trying to be a little bit biased and always look at how you could have got a better result. I mean, it is a Mercedes. It is almost the yardstick car, one could argue, based upon its exploits of the last few seasons and its current performance this year. So I think... Uh, there's, there's no dishonour in it being a Mercedes and of course DRS at the end of the day it probably pays you as much as it takes away and had there not been DRS and, and an overtaking been conventional I think we probably would have secured second place but it's the business that we're in, it's the rules package that we're under so it's just sometimes a little bit frustrating because you feel a bit zapped perhaps but it is what it is but I think as you said I think for a driver of that age in his eighth Grand Prix start to get a podium a podium's a podium I think there isn't too much difference between second and third when, when you big picture that day for that particular driver